Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. viewers, welcome to episode 65, 65. Snakes Alive, Radio Hot Lab. That's any podcast that took a lot, takes a light hearted look at the world of motor racing, gadgets and barbecues, Aussie style. Absolutely Aussie style. Here we are, back at the Adelaide headquarters again, uh, JP. Yes, how are you mate? Does I'm very well, thanks Johnny, yeah, it has been a couple of weeks, but uh, nevertheless we got here, we've got the Royal Show happening in town at the moment. <laughs> As well as our own. So the weather's changed and uh, it's gone crappy. It is always is just, bad, doesn't it, when the show... Yeah, the show always has like two or three good days and then it turns to crap. And today's a crappy day. It's not good for the show. It's not. But it's the way it always works. That's better. I've Can you hear e- me now? I've got my ears on. <laughs> got ears I forgot on. I had my ears on. <laughs> Johnny had the uh, headphones still on, viewers. Most unusual. Wanted to make sure we got the levels right because uh, well, I've been getting a few emails and people are saying, look, we're really not interested in your kitchen antics and get back to it and stop doing fillers. <laughs> yeah, well, Specifically yeah. someone from Melbourne who will remain oh, really? nameless. Yeah. Not with an initial of uh, MB. <laughs> Mad bath plug. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Uh, could be. That could be. You never yeah. know. Uh, well, well, I got an email from someone. Who, who you know, and who I know very well, with the name of uh, Nikos. Ah, and, uh, yes, yes, Nikos. I and ran into Nikos last week. Um, but we'd lost touch with Nikos, because Nikos had moved jobs, and he hadn't told anybody what his new email address was. Well, what do you owe me, sir? And so funny, suddenly, lose touch with him? suddenly <laughs> instead of being inundated with porn and bad jokes, we got nothing for months. And then, apparently, through some contrived means or the other, He'd found Radio Hot Lab. And he'd actually emailed me, instead of emailing me at my old normal work address, he'd emailed me at JP at Radio Hot Lab. Well, I'll tell you how so it came there about. There we were uh, last week when Mark Bryant came down. We yep. um, had to go and do some photography at the Seven Star Hotel. Yep. And, um, but by the time we'd done, it was time for lunch. And Mark was convinced that he wanted a steak, and I said, the steaks are very, very good at the Seven Star Hotel, yes. the7stars.com.au, in Angus, with an A. That's right. Street, Not so a U. Adelaide. And they've opened up a char grill, and they're really, really good. And he had the $32, although the price was uh, zero for, the, uh, <laughs> for his experience, um, 600 gram bone-in ribeye and sounds good viewers he wanted it well done that's just not on so I went out and saw Jason the executive chef out the back and said mate I've got a problem I've got a mate from Melbourne here he wants to have this but we both know that he's an idiot having it like (laughs) that because and he said do you want me to go and have a chat to him I said yeah yeah can you so he came out there you know and I sort of went around the other bar and came (laughs) out there and he came and goes right who's the bloke who's what's the well done (laughs) the well done Murraylands uh ribeye and Mark went God these nabby pabby chefs you know like sort of you know anyway he said Jason said Mark I'm going to cook you the best well done ribeye 
And he did. And it came out and it looked juicy. It yeah. was that grey, well done look that Mark likes. Yeah. But he said, and, and he doesn't praise lightly for steaks, it no. was the best steak he has ever had. Yeah, because it was cooked properly. And it was free. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Free, cooked properly, and not like leather because it was well done. And on top of that, the dog's got to look in on the bone. Oh, well. Because so it, it was bonus. a beauty. So, um, viewers. Make sure when you come to Adelaide, and certainly it's the second closest pub to Clipsal 500. When you think about Are you it, sure. Well, there's the Happy, yeah, and it's on Anchor Street, so yeah. it's only one and then street off. Uh, basically, you come down Wakefield. Yeah, you got the Arab Steed. No, the Arab Steed's further away. You reckon? Yes, absolutely. Anyway, mm, don't tell be, the viewers. It's borderline, but anyway, I'm sure. It will be much more in line yeah. with the viewers who are staying in the centre of in town. The, if you're staying in the city, you'll be walking past live the Live music stars. on the yes. Thursday night, yeah. which is the one night there isn't live music at Hutt Street True. for uh, the. Anyway, go there and uh, tell uh, tell them that. Um, but Radio Hardy, Hardy, and, Hardy and JP soon. Yeah. <laughs> we might even do some vouchers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's an idea. Because we'll get, get some race cars there when the time comes around. Yep. Earlier than it will be next year. So, yes. Yeah, a bit end of February next year. Grill rocks. Oh. If you can't make it there, I suppose you go to the other pub around the corner, the Astor, theastor.com.au, yep. which is also good. It is. Has been for a long while. So, so what are we drinking? Mate, <laughs> that's back to Denmark. It is. Yeah, just like you haven't had enough Danish beer. I just got inspired when I was in the bottle shop and I thought, huh, Carlsberg. I haven't had a Carlsberg for ages. I haven't had a Carlsberg for and a I, month. And I rocked up here with a six-pack of Carlsberg and Johnny went, oh, no, not bloody Danish beer again. I've been drinking Danish beer for ages but because I think it's, it's been in Europe. I think it's fit. Well, Denmark. Mm. But actually, I think that we weren't drinking Carlsberg. I think we were drinking Tuborg. Yeah, but Tuborg's big over there too. But it's, it's, You were probably drinking Carlsberg as well. Well, this is uh, by appointment to the Royal Danish Court. Mm. So, um, mate, you know... Well, I've always been a big Carlsberg fan because when I, when I lived back in Pommyland back in the 70s, uh, Carlsberg was probably the premium uh, Danish beer that, that was sold and one of the premium lagers, really. If you were drinking lager, it was invariably a Carlsberg. That's because we're celebrating. We're celebrating... Cheers. A double win on the weekend. A fastest win. lap, yes. pole, and qualifying the whole bit for Alan Simonson at the penultimate round of British GT at Croft with his teammate Hector Lester. Mate, he just absolutely gapped them, and that's um, that's a bit surprising because two weeks ago in Thruxton, he was very unhappy with the car's performance Wasn't because he worried of about the, the Avon tyres. Yeah. Well, the car's performance suffered because of the Avon tyres, which ended up being basically like running on metal. Mm. So, uh, but none of the problems this weekend, and uh, you know, a very sunny North Yorkshire circuit, um, yep. and uh, I just went to went to town, and actually, uh, I put in one point two second gap in in the qualifying time. And when you're doing one minute twenty threes mm. dead uh, against one twenty four point twos, that that's a that's a big gap. Well, it certainly is. That's a huge gap. And uh, maybe the Avons just need that bit of extra warmth. No, uh, the track is a different level of, of, of <coughs> abrasiveness and uh, yeah, warmth. That's right. Mm. In the Northern Hemisphere. Remember, it is autumn there now. And, it is. And it's yep. spring here, and we've had a few lovely spring days. So that's very okay. pleasing for Alan. And I suppose while it we're is. on the on the subject of that, if we rewind a week prior 
we need to rewind a couple of weeks. Oh, but because we'll, yeah, well, we were talking about on the last show that we uh, that we did the video show or the one before no, no video show. Yeah. Anyway, the week before, yeah. Alan was at uh, at Simmons Plains. That's right. Yeah. And uh, mate, for um for all the uh, all the viewers that, that didn't didn't make it there, uh, you didn't miss anything because yeah. it was cold and uh, fairly fairly ceremonious ceremonial until the last race. So I'll explain what went on. Uh-oh. Race three. Do we have controversy? We do have controversy. Okay, oh, so the first two races, Alan's come first and second behind John Bow. That's all he needed to do. Is, it doesn't matter if Bowie's ahead so of him. So the first two races, he's come second. That's right. Both times behind Bowie. That's right. right. Who's new to the championship. New to the championship, and, but yeah. done very well and won, won the round outright in all the races there at Phillip Island a few weeks prior. Yep. So um, we come to, to Simmons Plains, and this is the reason why you jump into the new 430. Uh, Cooper's car because you just needed to be able to have that extra horsepower and stretch the legs. Um, and uh, we'll come to Sandown and Oran Park, you're really going to need all that sort of stuff. Yep. But it's um, John Bowe's a pretty tactical kind of driver. Now, he played the cards well. He didn't drive the car too fast to set the fastest lap, but still managed to win the race. The fastest time was set by Bryce Washington in the other Galata who was chasing. I think David Wall did the fastest lap in, a, in another race. But come the final race, towards the end, the last lap, I think, is um, that uh, as you come down to the left-hand hairpin, um, John Bauer has, well, you could say he was he brake-tested him, but I don't think that really that's the right term to, to use. He decided to brake at an earlier point in order to balk Allen's entry through the corner, and hence his exit speed would be lower and he would not be able to challenge him as he went down through the fast right-hand sweeper into the big left-hander at the end for the, for oh, the, yeah. for the finish. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, the problem is that these Ferrari 430s like, are an ABS car, and so when you have your foot on the brake flat, it's just a mechanical thing, like the electronics take over, and until you take your foot off, that um, you really don't have any control over the well, braking. No, I mean, no matter how hard you push, it won't brake any more yeah. than and what it's it not can actually... lock up, because that's what ABS is all about. That's right. So... You so you can't re- slide it sideways. Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. But uh, what happened was he, he put his foot on the brake, you know, because JB seemed to brake at a different point and slammed straight into the back of him and doing considerable damage, I think, to both cars. Mm. Um, so it was a bit of a scrabble back on track and JB got going first with you know, a dented bum and trundled around the back there of the track just trying to make it to the finish and then, believe it or not, spun all on his own. <laughs> Alan went past to... Um, to, uh, to take third place with JB fourth. So he mm. thought to himself, look, I better go over and see JB and say, mate, I'm sorry for running into you, um, which he did, and said, mate, I'm sorry to run into you, but like, you know, why did you break early? He goes, oh, I didn't break early, and, and there were some various expletives, so obviously, you know, the dinner, uh, the Christmas dinner deal is off with those guys. <laughs> and 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 Alan uh, said, "Yeah, you, you did. Bit. You know, you've been breaking at different points. And I break at exactly the same point. You know, and various drivers then told each other that they need yeah. to, need to learn to drive cars yeah, yeah. and not be children and stuff like that. And and, uh, and then it just at all put it this this way: things went a little bit further south than they already were in Tasmania, and the stewards had to pull them <laughs> apart." <laughs> anyway, off to the stewards' room, the, the, the pair of them went, and um, and looking at the video, Alan straight away went, "Oh God, I look as guilty as hell." But and the stewards um. 
Agreed that, with him. Agreed. Well, <laughs> a dean that, that he would be charged with a racing incident for running, you know, with without due care into the back of John Bow. And he said, well, I just don't, I can't cop that because that's not exactly what happened at all. Let me go and get the data out of the car and show you, which he did and presented the data to the stewards and it showed that at exactly at the same point he was braking at the same marker, which means, conversely, that John Bow braked earlier and um, well, must that, have was, found uh, that was the problem. So it was thrown out yeah. and... Um, so it was, racing uh, incident? Racing incident. No, <laughs> both Covers out, a multitude of Yep. Say no more. And, so, uh, but Alan's had a good weekend this weekend. He has had a good weekend. Yep. That's yeah. right. That's good. So, and then he's back down very shortly for, uh, well, next weekend, actually, for Sandia. Well, just prior to we, us getting on, yeah. uh, on the show, about an hour ago, you rang me and he's at uh, yeah, back again at his other home, Heathrow. Um, <laughs> and he'll be getting on the, on the, on the long shuttle back down um, before he, um, you know, for some uh, straight into Melbourne, where he has his, his pad in St Kilda. Um, for the Sandown 500, the first of the two V8 Supercar Enduros where he joins Triple Eight with Richard Lyons yep. once again. Um, and interesting this year, uh, the cross enterings allowed. Yes. Well, they, uh, the, the, uh, the Holden guys and uh, Toll and HSV and all that sort of stuff, I mean, that's, that's all been happening there because of all the controversy last year that uh, they were and they weren't going to allow this and that. So, uh, no, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting year. I, I just wonder, Johnny, you know, like he's, he's racing with Richard again like he did last year. Um, and then uh, Lounsey and Winkup are uh, racing together. Um, whether there would be, you see in other teams, you know, you've got like a gun driver who's in the series all year and then a ring-in for the Enduros. And they pair them up, but Triple uh, Eight always seem to go the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, team the two uh, two boys who race for us all year together, and then the two ringings can uh, run together. But, is, uh, do you think there's any reason behind yeah, that? Yeah, I do think there's some reason behind that, because remember, Triple Eight Engineering is born out of British Touring Car Championships, and Roland Dane is one of the one of the uh, the co-owners and, and runs the Australian operation with Derek yeah. Warwick, who's who's part of that operation mm-hmm. back there. And their philosophy is they're very much interested and they keep an eye, as, as they are inherently English people, keep yes. an eye on the talent coming out of Europe. And they like to mix it up. It's, he likes to give people a go. He, he, he's watched Richard Lyons, has been very successful in Super GT and Formula Nippon. Um, I think Alan has had the most stellar year um, with only one experience being off the podium. Yep. Um, and that was um, at Tasmania, Tar- Tar- Tasmania yeah. where he... Um, you know, like the car expired mm. after after day two. That's the official line, but really, you know, like you stuck it in. Yeah, well, we know he stuck it in, but I mean, he's that. I mean, and that's rally too. That's, that's not right. that's not circuit racing. So, but he was yeah. in good company when that happened. So, mm. yeah, you know, true. Yeah, kick my ass for saying it, but anyway, so be it. I like <laughs> so yeah, I think that's just a general philosophy of the Triple Eight team and and Roland Dane's desire to bring some internationals over here to mix it up. It's just a bit of a pity that, like, they seem to get ignored completely by the press. Yes. And um, Ivan Muller had done that drive with Triple Eight two years ago. Yes, it was. Winning Mm. the Sandown 500. So we know the cars, over the last two years, the Triple Eight car has won Sandown 500. Last year, it's won Bathurst. So it seems that the cars are coming on song. At the beginning of the year, they might have been a little bit... They weren't... um, they weren't seemed to be quite as competitive in the in the first half of the season. Yeah, bearing in mind Holden had a new VE, which you know they 
project yeah. blueprint and everything else yeah, maybe standing so, inherently like new often gives a little bit of an edge until it settles all down so a new car often has uh, quite a few bugs to iron out and mm. uh, that uh, what is the Omega platform I think that that car is being built on and I yep. believe now I think there is the V8 Utes are coming through into the V8 Ute Championship which will probably be built on that platform It'll be a new learning curve That'll for be next those year. yeah for next season um Look, I you know I think it's all very good, but you know it is a bit it's a bit disheartening. You know I think to you know to be be working with Alan on some stuff that and and, and to for him to not really get the recognition he has. But this will be his fifth Bathurst, having yeah. started with Gary Rogers and then done a couple with um, with Larry Perkins, one of the satellite teams running the autobahn car. The autobahn, yeah, um, that's right. And the autobahn car is now running really good, but it's not being run from that stable. And like you know, it's mm. as good as as good as it can get. So let's hope that he keeps his um, keeps his podium, you know, podium record finishes yeah, alive. I mean, and make no doubt, this is the toughest toughest gig for him really all year, especially you know when he's winning winning the, the Le Mans, leading the Le Mans uh, GT2 championship, and leading Australian GT. Um, and doing well in British GT and all these other bits and pieces around around the globe because there's, there's a whole lot of things we don't sort of talk about that are just one-offs here and there like Copenhagen yeah. Grand Prix and the tarmac stuff and so on like that. It should be good. So I'm going to go over on, uh, I think, Saturday morning. I'm not going to go any Just stand down? Yeah, go to stand yeah. down Saturday morning. Oh, I thought you go. were going on Thursday or Friday. Well, I can't see any point in it. Mm. You know, like really, I, just, I think Saturday's the day to be there uh, just for a bit of moral support. Um, and um, then just sort of retire to a suitable bar to do a show <laughs> with a big screen telly and do a, and do a, <laughs> and do a show with uh, whoever you find. Yeah, be, that'll be uh, a few of the usual suspects, no doubt. Marcus and Amber, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Marcus, Amber, and uh, you probably have Rowan. Um, yeah, yeah, and that uh, that bloke Rowan, that, that bloke don't like you. Yeah, him as well. All right, mate. What do you got for oh, us? Well, just. Actually, no, before I go anywhere else, I've got to go. I've got to do a thing. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I sent you a link earlier on today. Um, and I know you only had time very, very briefly to look at it. Because I only got it myself very, very early on. Um, but it was from a guy who used to work for us. A guy named Brendan Sando. And uh, I think what we might try and do is... Can we put a link to his .mac account page off of the Radio Hotlap website? Yeah, I suppose so. What you'd have to do then, viewers, is go <coughs> to the radiohotlap.com website and in the description there where you'll see of the graphic of episode yeah. 65, there'll be a link there to yeah. his... To, to his, his .mac account. And the reason I'm talking about that is that it's two, there's a twofold reason, I suppose, is the fact that we talk about technology and uh, we've probably pretty well studiously ignored .mac up until now. Uh, it's just a segue to .mac, they, is it? No, it's not a segue to .mac. It's just the fact that, you know, um, in the last two days, I've had this email from uh, from Brendan pointing us to his .mac account, and we've all had that email from International Paulie pointing him, pointing everybody to his .mac account. Oh, that's because Paulie's and, bought iLife 08, and he wants to show oh, you how the scrubbing of, of, the, of the photos all the way yeah, through. It doesn't but, quite work for... <laughs> But, but never Brendan, but anyway. But Brendan's... The reason I'm mentioning Brendan is... Brendan's a lovely guy. He used to work for us for quite a while. Uh, came back here. Married... Uh, went over to the UK uh, back in about... Oh, I can't remember. 2000, 2001. Uh, worked there for a couple of years. Met a lovely lady. Got married. Came back out here. Now he's back over there again. And um, apart from the fact that he was a good employee and blah, blah, blah. And I caught up with him when I was in London 
in 2002. Um, he's always been a bit of a petrol head, always been a bit of a nutcase, and uh, he did some good footage of the um, Classic Adelaide um, going up from Willunga Hill uh, about two or three years ago, some video stuff. And as luck would have it, the lady he's married, Sarah, her parents are, uh, they've got an old uh, Morris Thousand and um, they do these different uh, car rallies and things for, for old cars. It's a pretty old model with a split front screen. Mm. Um, and they got a Guernsey to go to uh, the Goodwood Revival meeting, which was on September the 1st. Uh, and they're all there in period costume and that's all lovely and there's some photos of them. But more importantly, Brendan has done a fantastic job of taking an absolute bucket load of photos in yeah, the paddock. I've noticed he's managed his <clears> he's got a good and camera got, and a good eye for it. Yeah, he has. He's got a good camera, he's got a good eye for it, and he's got a heap of classic cars. And then each race that took place on the day, um, he's got some very, very good photos of. And uh, anyone who's an enthusiast and anybody who's remotely interested in the Goodwood Revival and what goes on there for the day, this is a fantastic representation and uh, yeah, so if you check out uh, RadioHotLap.com, um, we'll put a link up there and you can check out Brendan's photos. And we'll, um, apart from giving him a plug right now, I'll email him and let him know that he should listen to this show and hear himself. And tell everyone. Plug. And tell everyone, that's, that's right. right. And then he'll be able to say, God, I'm getting a lot of hits on my Mac, dot, dot Mac site. Yeah, that's right. Because we want him to have a better site than International Portly. Well, we do. It's got a very good site. Did you get the say. dear friends letter from International this yes, week? Yes, I think like, that's the It's one. all about what I'm about. Yeah, yeah. You know, International, we do exist. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. How we? How it all works? Yeah, yeah. So, blah blah blah. blah. All right. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, can blah, you blah, blah, say that? What do you got there, mate? I've just got the thing. Quick rundown of the of the. Of the weekend in, in motorsport, uh, just sort of sort of made myself a little list of what's going on, and uh, I got up at uh, half past one last night to watch the delayed uh, Monza yes. uh, race, and I went to bed after about twelve laps. Oh, really? It was fairly boring, but uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm going out, just saying what, I'm, what I want to say, and and uh, I've decided, you know, and I not really care about who wins the the championship, but I don't like Lewis anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the novelty's worn off. No, it wasn't that at all. I think, look, he's going to definitely get driver of the year. But, I, I, you know, I tend to think that um, but it's an English team and he's an English driver. And I think, you know, Alonso is getting a bit of the short back and sides on it. And everything's been well, taken out of context. Alonso won yesterday. Yes, he was. It, that's right. But he's been getting With so much down, rubbish. The gap's rubbish getting smaller. And it's great for the and championship. Alonso could still take it out. No worries. And that's why I have to say, well, you know, from from uh, at, at Italian Grand Prix, it's a fairly boring um, track. I mean, uh, sort of um, uh, race. Track's really good. But it's worth going to autosport.com and clicking down and see the images and having a look at the uh, at the motor, at the Mo bike that uh, Kimi Raikkonen cruises in on because it's a pretty damn cool Iceman. Is that Chopper. right? It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you got to have a look at that. Now, that's about the highlight of the Ice event. Man Chopper. Rather than he's also um, oh. bra breaking where it uh, lost the rear But surely the, the, the sponsors and insurers and all the rest of the stuff, they wouldn't allow him to ride a motorbike. Oh, look, who knows? I mean, Jesus. 
Well, they get written off in no time. Lounsey's allowed to ride from uh, from Queensland to Darwin on on a dirt bike. You know, yeah, I suppose so they'll get whatever. their date, aren't they? Yeah. You know, you never know. It might not be him. That's mm. what he said about him him not being in the gorilla suit. <laughs> so this so, weekend, Spa. They're back at Spa. The Belgium Grand Prix, mate. It's just an unreal track. So it's the big ball track of the year because you just can't go down that hill there. Well, and, and the reprofiled corners and all the rest no, of the No, but there's the been no reprofiling of Eau Rouge, which is, Eau Rouge is actually the river at the bottom of the hill before you go up. So there is, it's an awesome track to watch for me. But hasn't it been resurfaced? Bits of it? Not a, yeah, bits of it, but not at that point. Not at track. that point. Right, no, there have okay. been new pits. It's yeah. the, the La Source has been reprofiled and the bus stop has been reprofiled. And as we've talked about before, it, it's it's quite it's quite tricky to be able to get in to the pit lane because naturally the momentum of the car is going to take you out, which means if you've got someone hard on your tail, you've got to cross across right. them. It's almost, yep. yeah, it's almost like you've got to be conservative and drive offline. But anyway, this weekend... That and then a couple of weeks' time to uh, Suzuka and then the Chinese Grand Prix. And then, poof, that's it. Unreal. I think there's one more after the Chinese Grand Prix, isn't it? Doesn't yeah. finish in China. No, it doesn't finish in China. No, no. Where does it finish? South oh. Africa. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Is it really? I don't know. We'll have probably millions of people emailing you us going, what are you two bloody know about anything? When did you get on the web and double check? There's been trouble down <coughs> there since the BMW factory shut down. <laughs> They're still making Bimmers there, aren't they? I can't I tell you. Were. You do a terrible uh, impression. Bob who? Who was that cricketer? Tony who? Gregg. No, not him. <laughs> who was that cricketer who was killed in the plane crash? Uh, a few years ago, and he was in a bit of a cricket scandal at the same time. Yeah, I don't know who you mean. Oh, I can't his name very yet. sad um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally gone. Well, I'll come back to you. It's cricket after all. I'm reading. Mitchell, in, no. uh, do you want to have a go? Or shall I? No, you have a go. No. I'm reading a new book. Are you? And it's interesting because it's sort of related to motorsport and and motoring, but it's also it's really a business practice book. And I just thought I'd uh, share it. Business with practice. Business practices, management principles. Ah. It's called the Toyota Way, and it basically talks. Uh, it's, it's got a, a thick, uh, a thick book here, um, and it basically it will tells you about the secrets of lean business and how the Toyota uh, production system were, it was implemented to create such a powerful uh, manufacturing company. Companies like Apple and Dell are, are parallel this in some yes. respect. They yeah. show little bits of lean. But well, I've got a book th- called The Apple or the Steve Jobs Way or well, something. Yes, I can't remember from years like and years this. ago. Nice book, Mark. Anyway, yes, this is One lovely. US greenback dollar as a bookmark. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy reading this. It's from Jeffrey K. Leica. I think yeah. 45 bucks for it. Anyway, just studying up a little bit on But you got given that, didn't you, as no. a review copy? You wouldn't have paid 45 bucks for oh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Good old JKL. Yeah. Leica. Yeah. Leica, Leica. Not. <laughs> so, being the Toyota way, is it all sort of think tank oriented? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's yeah. like, mate, it's all. I mean, it's all done by committees. I mean, you know, like the, the thing that gets me about that is that no, it's not a done what by about committees. The it's about work the Colin Chapmans of this world. You know, flying by the seat of their pants and well, a bit of passion. Don't talk about things you don't understand. You'll have to have a look at this. It's very no. interesting, anyway. Don't shit can it. I'm, I'm not shit canning it. I'm, I'm just saying that you know we can't say that anyway. 
we'll get um, banned or I'm just checking know, on the whatever when lamb roast we've had we're having tonight it's yeah. a, we're a little late but it's not it's, 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 it's 8 o'clock but yeah. it's, it's, it's on track but we've got like Bris Vegas isn't well she's yeah. gone to bed yeah. and, and Dogs is not well oh, no, Dogs is uh, all boned out I understand well the Dogs <laughs> has been boned because it, uh, it, I came back from lamb shank night and uh, I Uh-oh. brought the meaty shanks jeez I wolfed them down and the dogs also did that and then about Four o'clock this afternoon, the squeaky tummy started. So no, no. She, she's just basically an ear in the bag and yeah. not interested in any food. No, she's definitely curled up in the bag. So, mate, do you want to rabbit on about something while I go and check on the roast? No, 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 no. I think you should just put us on hold for two seconds while you check on the roast because I might just go to a small room. Well, are you feeling better, JP? Absolutely. Uh, and how's the roast looking? Mate, the roast is uh, looking like it needs a little bit of a browning up. Oh, well, that's good. Means the cooking's getting there, then. I'm smells, sorry to say... Smells I'm, excellent. I'm sorry to say, viewers, I'm not as jovial as I've been. I haven't been feeling very well last week, so... I'm just taking it a little bit easy, and... Uh, yeah. Anyway. You'll get over right it. soon. Oh, well. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. I'll get over the getting over it. <laughs> getting over getting over Now, that's a nice red you've brought tonight, JP. Uh, yeah. Jeff Merrill. Jeff Merrill. McLaren Vale. Yes. Um, actually, fairly fairly close to where uh, Laney used to live. Um, down near Woodcroft, uh, the old Jeff Merrill. Now, interestingly, his... Um, Jeff Merrill's... I can't remember what he was. Like, operations manager or some such thing. Bought a, bought a Mac off of Dave and I going back about six or seven years. No, that long? About five years ago, I reckon. And um, well, there was a bit of uh, bit of dealing done, a bit of bit of contra work. Not and, in that um, No, and uh, Dave and I ended up with. They go uh, to the same school or something. With something special. Some very very nice Jeff Merrill Shiraz in those you know those really sexy wonderful shaped expensive bottles, and it was an expensive drop of his Shiraz, which I have to say was very deluxe indeed. So. Uh, when I went to the bottle shop tonight and I saw that, I thought, oh, okay, we'll give that a go. It was not bad. It's about 16 bucks for uh, 2004 Capture So, I think it's Tech Talk with Tosslehead. Tech Talk with JP. <laughs> well, obviously, here we are doing a podcast. Excuse me, viewers. Doing a podcast. What else can we talk about than last... Thursday our time, Wednesday US time, Apple released new iPods. It's been it had been strongly rumoured for quite a while that it was going to be happening, and then Steve Jobs called a press conference. Uh, so that was it. Everybody was like, "Oh, here we go!" And yeah, interesting. Um, probably the most talked about models are the ones that we haven't seen yet, uh, which we're not due to see until the end of this month or maybe even early next month. Which are the touchscreen models? They're based. I suppose you could say loosely on the iPhone. It looks like they're an sort of iPhone. the I- iPhone without the phone component. Well, I would imagine it'd be crippleware. That would mm. make sense for them to be building a device, which is now I think called the iTouch, that is basically an iPhone that could be reactivated. It's an i. I sorry, it is functionally an iPhone, but it's just being turned off. No, I don't think so. If you look at the actual casing, it looks a bit thinner than the iPhone. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it, it's it's 
it's probably you're you're probably right to a degree in terms of I would say there'd be one hell of a lot of common componentry, but, but the actual easier. logic board or whatever has got a couple of chips removed that do all the all, all the necessary phone stuff. But when you think about it, it is nothing. You know, there's nothing different except it's just an iPhone without the phone. So, True. from an engineering point of view, if they could just turn that off, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Well, because it would, then, but then when, you're doing away with a speaker and a But a it's probably all there and it's, selling, it's being sold out into markets where suddenly mm. it could get activated. Anyway, that's not a conspiracy that's theory, but it conceptually there, could work. Yeah, conceptually it could work. And, it, it, and let's face it, it is Wi-Fi capable. That's why the other big talking point, apart from the fact that it's got the big touchscreen a la the iPhone, is the fact that it is Wi-Fi capable and Apple have now upgraded the iTunes music site so that if you're in a Wi-Fi hotspot, you can actually download music from the iTunes music store directly to your iPod. You no longer have to download it to your computer and then uh, and then copy it across. If you are in a Wi-Fi spot, yes, That's you right. can access But you that. wouldn't want to be downloading a show like this. Well, you know, why not? Well, you'd, uh, you'd be wanting to sit in a hot spot that's got good transfer for a fairly long time. Well, I think that, you know, if you would happen to go down the Astor Hotel, you could sit there on their 24 yeah, megabit true. wireless connection there for nothing mm. and, and connect in while you're having a nice glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Or a beer, if you prefer. A, a good range so, of beers too. So okay, so so, so that's the that, that that's the two. There's an eight gig and a sixteen gig in the touch, and it's flash. Um, it's basically it's flash memory. It's not a hard drive yes, because the is. classic device, which is now uh, inherently, right, sorry, inherently, that's the third time I've used that word tonight. It is. I don't know why. It must I'm be word of the day. Word of Johnny's word right. of the day is inherently. At least it's not esoteric. But uh, by default. The current iPod that you had last week, yes, uh, the video-capable iPod was uh, now called Classic. Well, which and because the, classic the reason shape. it's Classic is it's the Classic shape and it's also using the Classic hard drive inside. However, capacities have doubled. They have 160 the, gigabyte in an iPod. Now that makes it a very powerful little device. Um, certainly, in does. terms of the remote boot device. And I remember before I went away, JP, I ended up asking you to put another 160 gigabyte drive in my right. uh, top-of-the-line yep. laptop. Yep. Yet, uh, you know, had that been there, I probably would have bought that. Yeah, you probably would have Although it would be questionable how fast the device would be being booted off mm. USB. Yeah, well, well, USB 2, though, it's still a lot better than... Uh, it's, it wouldn't be as effective as having the device inside. That's no, it wouldn't, no, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> um, so you've got, the, you've got the classic model, and then you've got new Nanos. And the new Nanos, again... A little widescreen things, aren't they? Yes, they're fatty instead of being short, uh, instead of being long and skinny, uh, they're now short and fat, but flat, short, fat, and flat, <laughs> with but, a colour screen and video and capable. video capable, uh, and le- much lower price point and uh, bigger capacities again. Look, I think it's all good, but I think we need to look at like the underlying implications of these new devices coming out. So anyway, I me thinks to myself that. Um, that the new uh, iPod Touch is really a, an iPhone which has just got the phone functionality uh, turned off. You'll be able to turn it on in the future. And uh, uh, the fact that you, once in a Wi-Fi zone, you can get access to the content off iTunes. Um, the new version of iTunes also allows you to create ringtones, although you do yes. have to pay 99 cents on top of the downloaded music that you have 
uh, purchased to be able to make that. So I wonder, does that work with the music that you've ripped yourself onto it, or does it have to be? Can only ringtones can only be made from content um, made uh, from downloaded and purchased songs. And we'll have to check that out before the next episode because that's a very interesting point. Um, People, you were, would suggest that it would be the way you've just talked about. Because why would they, if they can't charge for it, why would they let you do it? Well, that's right. Uh, but you know, if you in this in this part of the world, it's really not uh, so relevant. But um, the a moment later, iTunes was updated to 7.4.1, apparently patching a problem. Or a, well, it was a problem for Apple, wasn't it? For everyone else, <laughs> yeah. they basically said they could rename their their ringtones and uh, they could move them from one device to another. And I thought, I thought, well, I read that before I pressed the update, so I don't think I'll be doing the update. But the most interesting thing that I've heard lately is that. Um, that Apple is considering participating in the American wireless spectrum auction. Um, and it's going to be held on January 16 next year. Now, Apple's got $14 billion in the bank, JP, in cash reserves. Yeah. And uh, they, um, you know, the winners are going to get the rights to use a spectrum that analog TV broadcasters are handing back to the government in 2099. So that means that That's if you That's when TV would, goes digital. That's right. right. So it means okay. that, it, that, that if you, but you will be able to, most of them have already handed off now, but uh, by running in the 700 megahertz spectrum, you could provide fast internet services um, for today's cellular or Wi-Fi networks, which gives rise to the thought that perhaps if Apple was to buy spectrum, they could run their own phone network on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And then activate the well, iTouch that, that into an iPhone. Only, that spectrum's only in the US, though, isn't it? I mean, it's not going to be a worldwide thing. And well, you have to think apart. it. Yeah, it, they, they are thinking US, but but conceptually, you know, yeah. look, it's, it's fair well, for it's them to do that because that's where their market is. It's going to happen in other parts of the world too. Where, I mean, where, where digital becomes, uh, you know, where, when things go digital, that there's going to be gaps uh, appearing in the old analog services. So mm, the interesting old analog services. Well, it sounds funny, doesn't it? Now, while we're just touching right on the end of this, because we were talking iPod, if you had an iPod and you wanted to play it at home or in a decent-sized room and you didn't have your own hi-fi or whatever Which has been recently cancelled. What did you plug it into? Well, you plugged it into a a dock station or something like that. That's right, Apple Hi-Fi. Yeah, but it's gone. It is, it is. R.I.P. Yeah, but I mean, it was probably... One-year wonder piece of nice white plastic with there's uh, a lot of things people speakers. just think that the iPod is just it, it's a, a really very powerful device which is leveraging all these other platforms of business I mean straight away with the new the new device out there the question to you JP will be saying from my point of view be going okay how do we do audio in to that device is the way we're doing with the current fifth generation so same deal. That that we'll have to see and see whether the ported co- the connections work and everything like that. Yes. But it was interesting that someone was actually playing around reporting a bug on iTunes the other night um, through the online uh, problem reporting thing, and they came up a, 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 against a bunch of menu options which indicated that Apple is toying around with the issue of renting movies, mm. um, and that's uh, you know all sorts of different things. And and they, they were, there was a rumor of you know the two dollar ninety nine a day for thirty day rental, and you could also pass it off to other devices. Basically, uh, to time time expired quick time based content, which is what they've been talking about for ages. But uh, no, it'd be interesting if it appears. This uh, offers uh, huge permutations for the world of motorsport. 
Uh, that's what I'm saying that because I'm trying to bring it yes, back, back into, to where back into yeah, motorsport yeah. and also get the flavour of well, roasting, which really satisfies the three key pillars of Radio Hot Lap. Motorsport, <laughs> barbecue grills, and technology gadgets. <laughs> Even though the barbecue grills are oven-based at the moment. But that's okay. Um, ah, now you- Steve's given everyone a hundred, mate. Come on. It's up to you. I'm going to go and check on the roasty poo. While you tell Steve's everyone why Steve's given everyone a hundred dollar rebate because he dropped the phone price too much. Yes, he did drop the price by a huge amount. Five ninety nine US down to three ninety nine US in one fell swoop, and at the same time he wiped out the low end model with the uh, foggy off, off the face of the planet. Yep, gone, gone forever. Thank you very much. So everybody who bought a five ninety nine version has gone. Well, that's ridiculous. It's only been out for two and a half months. You can't just suddenly wipe two hundred dollars off of a five ninety nine pro- uh, product. It's it's a huge percentage. What he's doing is he's really given the early adopters a huge slap in the face. But but, but he's been generous and said, look, if you bought one, yep. I, and there I think there are about four hundred eighty four million of them yep. out there. So he's giving them all a hundred dollars, which is quite a bit of spare cash. It is as on the credit account. Yeah. Um, uh, at the Apple Store. Yes. Yeah, so the, so that he'll end up be, getting it all back. Yeah, but <laughs> it's quite clever because it just happens it to be that he's got a lot of Apple iPod, iPod high fives hanging around <laughs> at a hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah. All right, Johnny. Very good. I'll pay that one. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. Thanks, so, Steve. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I tell you. Oh dear. Oh. So. Now, I suppose we should get back to motorsport. And um, you've got a new magazine here, Johnny. Mate, it arrived to me in the mail today with my name on the front. I don't know why, with no covering letter or anything on Just this. It is episode six. It's called Just Holdens. But I can tell you Just where... Justholdens.com.au. So they've got their own website. I, I can tell you where this has come from. It's come yeah. from Marcus. the fact... No, it's come no. from the fact that back in 2005... Some guy was starting to send, start up a Just Holdens magazine and I was doing all the V8 Ute stuff and I sent mm. all this stuff off to him and I never heard anything, never said anything. About and whether he's listened to a podcast or he's just had the, set, had the guilts and like, it's just, there's the issue, just, just turned up. So Maybe he just found all your stuff in a pile on the bottom of his desk. Anyway, look, mate, if you like Holdens... Breathe. Exactly. Yeah, it looks quite good. Looks like it's got a lot in there. Oh, well, I don't so, know. Oh, look, especially when you see a ceramic come upside down. What a Dirk shots. Yeah, no less. <laughs> Dirk Diggler. <laughs> big poster. It's got a big poster in the middle, viewers. Oh, mate, who wants it's one? Why don't you, give them off to, why, don't you give them to, why don't you take one home for Mitchie? Yeah, I might take one for poor little Mitchie. He wouldn't want it, would he? He no, just loves he's, soccer. No, he's soccer man now. Yeah. Yeah, Holden uh, Heroes collectible. Does he poster. think that this he's going to collect collectible poster number two? Or well, maybe the other one's poster one. Win Percy it? in Crompton. Win Percy. Yeah, how about that? That's a little bit of sales. The Tui's one thousand. I was there that year. That was the April and Lace Spokes one thousand. Shut up. Well, anyway, take yeah. those. Give them away to someone else. Well, look, Rocky, look at Rocky's haircut there. Man, that's terrible. What year was that? We're going to have a bit of silence that's for Brian. Yeah, well, the, that's why that was... See, it was a good segue, that, wasn't it? So, Ready? Look, at, look at Brocky's hair there. That looks terrible. What a haircut. Mate, and we, it's yeah, a year. we're going to give him three year. seconds because that's all he would want. Can you believe it's a year, though? 
There you right. go. That's uh, <laughs> give it a red hot go, as you'd Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Live your dreams. Mate, what do you got over there? A bit of WRX rubbish. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> thought it was interesting because you know how I've been carrying it's on about national the new WRX. <laughs> and um, here we are, the local bloody Ad- Adelaide Tizer Cars Guide. Which I mean, I think this Cars Guide's um, syndicated anyway. So <laughs> you were going to use a different sort of if you buy a, if you buy a news limited newspaper on a Saturday, I think you get the bloody Cars Guide regardless. And the only thing that's localised is all the ads that they shove in it. Um, but I think there's a bit more local stuff that uh, that comes through, in terms of uh, you know like local hill climbs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of common news in there, and one of the common bits is uh, new WRX review, which I have to say gets a fairly decent review. They've changed the front grille from the early uh, photos that um, were in uh, Motor Magazine. When it first went, uh, was when it was first released in the states, um, and the guy writing the article here, who is Stuart Inns, uh, actually says somewhere that um, it doesn't look that flash in photos, but it does look a lot better in the flesh. So, ah, oh, here it is. And for those still debating the style of the new Impreza. Wait until you see it in the metal. It's much better than in photographs. And I have to say, I saw my first one last Thursday night on the way home. And I actually thought it looked half reasonable. It, Mate, it's just it not, wasn't it as doesn't, ugly as it... Because actually, the way they've shot it there, it's got yeah. gingerbread biscuits on it, you know. Like, and it's, just, <laughs> it's just awful. The wheel choices are really, really yeah. shocking, aren't they? Yeah. I'd yeah. probably all right... Um, the wheel, actually, the wheel choices are very interesting because what they've done is, although they've changed it to a hatch, now bearing in mind, viewers, that the hatch, uh, the the sedan WRX was always thirty nine nine hundred, and the hatch was always forty two nine hundred. So you always prayed that premium. Um, now, because it is a hatch based car, as opposed to the sedan, we're not going to see apparently for about ten months. Um, it's a hatch-based car, but the price is still down at thirty-nine nine hundred. Now, one of the interesting things, that, apart from the fact that it's still only got a five-speed box, not a six-speed, um, is that the the wheel and tire size have gone down from a two fifteen forty-five seventeen to a two oh five fifty seventeen. Now, you're pulling faces, but. If you it's multiply all stuff, I just can't do. No, with. but if you multiply that by the number of cars they sell by four wheels and tires, da 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 da, that is a bucket load. Because seventeens are as common as muck now. That is a bucket load of money they're saving just on wheels and tires. That's right. And that's part of the reason why they can keep it at that price point. Well, anyway. they must be able to sort of their suspension out to be able to run the smaller size wheels, which they have apparently. Uh, because inherently, yeah. Inherent. Oh, I've had another inherent moment. What's going on? I must have read it. Written I don't know. What have you, you, what have you written inherently? You just inherently? checked that, that press release. I don't tonight. remember reading inherently. Inherent in there? It could be. I'm oh, going to have to read it again no, no, no. now. Jeez, the prices are quite... Uh, I don't know the prices where they were. Um, yeah. So... Who knows? Mm, indeed. So the jury's now, out. But, uh, last week, uh, a book arrived. Yes. And the book was the... Uh, called Going the Distance, which is uh, pretty much the racing history of J.P., not J.P., John Bauer. 
And uh, it was uh, produced by Hamilton Urquhart from Sinclair Ford in uh, in Western Sydney, who decided that he really mm-hmm. wanted to put on a, a testimonial dinner for JP at Oran Park, and uh, as he's done, which it, we as, spoke about, yeah, with the, the testimonial dinner, yes, but yes. we haven't actually. Um, you, you saw the book the other day, yep. Uh, when you came in to do the show, we didn't do, um, <laughs> but uh, it might be under there. Is that it under there? I don't know. Well, I don't know where you're here. Oh, there it is, it. right there. Right, excellent. There it is. And yep. apart from spelling Scaife's name with a C, not a K... Oh, you're kidding. It's uh, quite a good book. Oh, wow. But that's I never right. it. It, it slips through it's, the gaps. Uh, and we... Uh, soft soft cover. Well, one Perfect of the, bound. One of the, hot, that was um, one of the contributing yeah. suppliers to so, that book. And uh, yeah. mate, their limited number. Yeah, oh, I was right down the end. 440 out of 450. But I'm no, sure they'll be a, on sale and there will be a reprint. because You were a 10 in front of a lot of other people. That's right. So, there you go. Shut up. I got uh, I got number four sixty five out of four fifty. Like a good old Yamaha motocrosser. That's it. So Roland Dane's done a forward. He has. That's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. The Val doesn't perform this week. Is there some the good? Uh, is there some good Viscander stuff in here? Yeah, there is a bit of a scandal stuff, but I think that, yeah, it really, it's quite well done. Uh, yeah. And it, their timelines through JB's oh, life. Oh, the Lucky Nuts hat. Yeah, yeah, Lucky Nuts racing. Mm, yeah. There's a lot oh, of stuff yeah. there yeah. Uh, from his days in the Rolt there. There's, there's a picture. It's unfortunate that I, I provided a fair bit of imagery that I had taken uh, or, or scanned years ago. I could not, can you believe it, find the one really important shot in there which is do, do you know how to open a book you see this is a good book so you yeah. open it from here if you do it from there you'll damage the page. No, but see i'm not opening it so that the spine I, gets i could see right? that you were doing the dog earring at the bottom no i wasn't doing the dog earring you, you pull the blooming thing across the blooming, give the, me bloom, the blooming thing but they're the volvo d latin the mobile block of flats there you go see i can see it i can well, see can the see damaging what? of the oh, damaging. it's not damaging well you can lift it from here then properly You'd never Give make a library, even though you're scandal. wearing a shirt like one. Shut up. Last weekend, Mark Bryant turned up. Yeah, I heard that he was over. And, and he had been... And I came to, to see him on Friday and he'd already gone early. And he had How been... Rude is that? He had been to the Muscle Car Masters at uh, Sydney's Eastern Creek. It said it was absolutely unbelievable around the Camaro up there. The Camaro? Yeah. Yep. And uh, Jack Ellsgood also ran the XY, XY um, Eric Stanford's uh, XY oh, yes. GT, yeah. winning two races and then breaking an axle in the final, uh, which was Eric a bit of a cheese about that. I think, I, pu- I think he pushed it around. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Eric. Like Eric's Eric. not the kind of guy. Eric's well, a nice bloke. Good. I'm glad you like him. Well, you can work. With so, him. well, no, I don't. I don't have to work with him. You see, that's a good thing. Nevertheless, um, so what? Um, oh, what? What was Mark doing over here in England? Well, he was over was, here was to Jack get me over here too. He was over here to get me to do a little bit of work on some stuff. But right. on, um, on on th- Tuesday night, there was a he got in at Tuesday morning, and when we had the big steak at lunch, and there was a knock on the door Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, and uh, at ten o'clock, it was Jack Keithy Ellsgood himself, who was here. Ah, oh, because Balaclava was on Wednesday. Great Cooper's Balaclava Balaclava Race Country Day. Horse Races out yep. past Malala, a famous um, uh, South Australian. We spoke about that last year, actually. Yeah, you say that. An unreal time. Swim through. But he was also over Time. here to promote 
uh, his new movie that he's the executive producer on, which is uh, just this week gone mainstream yep. uh, in the cinemas. And none other than the, one of the most difficult critics, Margaret Pomerantz, has given it four out of five stars, The Final Winter. Well, they've been advertising it fairly heavily on the... Um on the radio, funnily enough, and uh, yeah, it sounds very good. And um, oh, I'm trying to think of who the famous name is that's in it that uh, gets a lot of. Uh, Matty Johns. Yeah, but there's also someone else. Well, uh, I'll tell you. If you give us anyway. a sec, viewers, I'll go and get the list, and we'll come straight back to you. So, so how is it? Yeah, mate, it's looking good. Looking good. In fact, I'm starving, so I think we're going to have to wrap this up. Well, I think that sounds fair. Other to me. than yeah. something that just came to me is uh, my very good friend Lars Eric Nielsen. Oh, uh, yeah. Who uh, co drove with Alan at uh, Le Mans. Le Mans so yeah. getting a third place, who's also running fifth in the Le Mans series with Pierre Eret and Dirk yep. Werner in the Farm Bar Chakar, won the CPANG 12 hour uh, two weeks ago. And that is absolutely. Well, you mean ma- one outright, not a class week? No, class week. Outright he won his class yeah. and he won outright. Fantastic. Uh, with the two Honda Malaysia Works cars uh, behind in a uh, the 996 his non his last year's uh, Le Mans car the 996 uh, GD3 RSR um, and he also did it with uh, co-driving with the chairman of Sepang International Circuit. Oh, is that uh, right? Yes, and uh, the, the, the chairman had inside. been doing his uh, doing his utmost to try to win that event, um, and Lars has come along and and, and brought that that home. Uh, uh, Hong Leong Bank was the uh, and uh, Petrol and K- Kenchana Petroleum were the sponsors, so that's just massively good for Lars, and I'm um, I'm really really pleased. Yeah. That's also spurred him on for this weekend's Silverstone uh, 1000, uh, the fourth round of the Le Mans series race, um, and as a result, has been invited over to do Petit Le Mans uh, and uh, Laguna Seca in the, the, US. the last two final rounds of the ALMS round. Okay. Now, um, will he will be doing that in the Porsche? He will be doing it yeah. in the Porsche. He'll be back there with Teffel Racing and right. uh, with Jim Teffel, and he's looking forward to that. And uh, I will be hearing from him tomorrow to just to tell me whether I'll be going along to do some bag bag carrying. Ah, oh, you get all the best jobs. I do. I love bags. Yeah, I know that. Well, especially losing them. But uh, that gives rise to uh, the final problem of the evening that we really need to just sort of say something about, that um, this weekend is the Sandown 500, which we've mentioned earlier, where um, Alan is driving for the Triple Eight team. Yes. Meanwhile, on the other side of the globe, at Silverstone, is the Le Mans fourth round of the Le Mans series, where Alan is driving the Virgo Motorsport Ferrari GT2. Which Jesus, is he must championship. have bloody long, long arms and legs then. Well, we told you he was very talented. He'll be able to drive both cars on the same day in two parts of the globe. Well, and that's that amazing. Day, I think we need to say, figure it out for yourself, viewers. <laughs> Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers.